How do you do, my friend? Welcome to the broadcast. Thank you so very much for listening today. My job is to make the Word of God clear and do it in such a way that you not only remember what you have uh, heard about here on the program, but also have a desire to grow in grace and knowledge based upon what you hear. Where my Bible is sitting open to the book of Titus. Titus in chapter 2. We're doing a verse-by-verse walk through the book of Titus. We finally made it to chapter 2 today. We'll give a wee bit of an overview. Get your Bible out. Join me there if at all possible. Also, get something on which you can jot some notes. I've got three words beginning with the letter R that I want you to take down today to help be a, a mental reminder of what we've talked about. I've got a gospel tract in front of me, my friend. A gospel tract is simply a short written presentation of God's plan of salvation. God has been using gospel tracts literally for hundreds of years. They have been printed somewhere used to be longer, but now they're in this kind of a format. They're a powerful evangelism tool. You can give them out, especially in places where you cannot talk through, walk through the gospel on a one-on-one basis. Gospel tracts are a powerful tool. They have been used of God to see literally thousands upon thousands of people all over the world come to Christ. That is our ministry here. I want to talk to you about a track. I want to put some tracks into your hand. I'll say something more about that here in just a moment, but let me lead into the study this way. Not long ago, while I was out preaching in a local church in a break time, I was having coffee with two Korean War veterans. Now, they began to talk about their basic training days, and these two men had been in different army bases, but as they talked, it was quite easy to tell that their training was identical. At one point, they began to laugh about the time that each of them had been part of a crew that were told to move a pile of ammunition boxes. They were told to move these boxes from where they were to a place about 100 feet away. Then, when that was all done, they were told to move the boxes back to their original place. These veterans laughed as they talked, but then they quickly said, Brother Mark, we were not laughing when we had to do it. Now, what bothered the men during the time they had to do this little exercise was the why question. Why move these crazy boxes just to put them back where they started? Well, the army has been training soldiers for a long time, hasn't they? And friend, I was never in the military, so I have no place to question their tactics. But I do have some good news for you. God, usually when he gives orders, gives the reasons for the orders. And today, God's going to give a clear order, but when he does, he's going to give a reason behind it. Now, if you're a pastor or a Bible teacher, you get the order. I get the order. If you are a lay person in a local church, you get the reason. You get to hear it. Join me with your Bible, if at all possible, open to the book of Titus and chapter 2. I have one of those gospel tracts in my hand right now. This one's entitled, A Would-Be Suicide. A Would-Be Suicide. This gospel tract is a testimony tract. And what I mean by that is it's written about a man named Luther Cook. He was a man who was getting ready to commit suicide. He had his gun with him. He was eating a meal, his last meal, he thought. And he was going to have this good meal, then go and kill himself. But then during the meal, he saw a 16-year-old girl 
do something that stopped him, caused him to go up to her, and she began to lay out before him the great love and mercy and salvation of God, and Luther Cook came to Christ. It's a powerful track. It's a great track for people in troublesome times, a would-be suicide. You will not find a gospel track where the gospel is any clearer than this track right here. Praise the Lord for many gospel tract organizations. Praise the Lord that most gospel tracts are pretty clear in the gospel. This is one of them. You need it. At the end of the program, my announcer will give you some contact information. If you'll give us your name and mailing address, we'll send you a free sample packet containing all of our English gospel tracts in it. Let me do that. Let's you and I become partners in the work of evangelism. You can just go to our website, which is BibleTracksInc.org, BibleTracksInc.org, and contact us about getting the sample packet there. Well, if your Bible's open to Titus chapter 2, let me read verse 1. Here's what the Bible says. But, notice the first word, but speak thou the things which become sound doctrine. Stop right there. Now, let me begin our study of chapter 2 by reminding you of the big picture here in the book of Titus. Chapter 1, I titled Healthy Leaders. By leaders there, the people in view are pastors, they're called elders or bishops. Pastor, elder, bishop all refer to the same function there in local churches. We saw there in chapter 1 that the character, what the character of pastors was to be, and then the correction which pastors need to do when false teachers are around. Now in chapter 2, we move from healthy leaders to healthy laymen. That's my title, healthy laymen. Pastors do not simply protect people from error when bad doctrine is being taught. Pastors also build up the saints so they can be effective. But effective for what, you ask? Oh, I'm glad because that's the right question. Why in the world should pastors be doing sound doctrine to build up the saints? Well, chapter 2 has three basic paragraphs to it. The first two paragraphs, verses 1 through 10, deal with teaching and training God's people on living out a gospel life. Now, by the term gospel life, I simply mean that the gospel that brought a sinner new life in Christ also brought with it a new life style, a new life pattern. The third paragraph, verses 11 to 15, gives us the reason why the first two paragraphs are so important. Now, all right, that, that, what I've said so far may not seem all that clear, so let me just just be more blunt and give you the flow of chapter 2. Come back to verse 1 again. Verse 1 says this, But speak thou the things which become sound doctrine. Look at that word speak. It is a command, an imperative. Pastors are only under shepherds, but Jesus is the chief shepherd, and he has the right to give to pastors their job description. Pastors are to speak things that promote sound or healthy doctrine, healthy lives in God's people. I already said I'm going to use three words beginning with the letter R today. My first word is the word responsibility. Responsibility. It is the responsibility of pastors to, number one, confront false teachers, as we saw back in chapter one. But now, the second thing they are to do is develop godliness in the believers that are there at their church. 
Verse 1 begins with our English word, but. It is a uh, contrasting conjunction. Oh, I wish my English teacher could hear me use that phrase right now. The word but is a contrasting conjunction. After telling pastors what to do with false teachers, uh, the Holy Spirit now contrasts that with what the pastor is to be doing with the believers. Okay, that's the command. That's their responsibility. But, but why? What's the reason? Reason is my second R word. Responsibility is R word number one. Reason, the reason for this responsibility is R word number two. Now, God is not like those old drill sergeants that those two Korean veterans had to deal with. God is going to give the pastors the why. Why teach sound doctrine? Look at verse 11, would you please? Verse 11 begins with the word for or because. It's a reason. Because for the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. That's how verse 11 begins. Or the grace of God that is here is for all men. Now, why teach God's people sound doctrine? It has to do with grace. All right. What about grace? Verse 11 says that the grace that brought us, believers, salvation also teaches us, teaches believers to put away ungodly living. Let me read all of verse 11. Verse 11 says, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, but verse 12 says, Teaching us, believers, that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. But there is a second reason. Grace not only teaches believers, but it does something else. When pastors teach sound doctrine to the saints, the lost are going to be able to see in the lives of God's people what the gospel life looks like. They're going to see the transforming work of the new birth. They're going to see a greater peace in our personal lives. They're going to see a greater love in our family life. They're going to see greater unity in the life of believers as they function as a local church. Believers living out a gospel life are a gift, a gift of God's grace to the lost, it's a powerful tool. We get to be God's grace to lost people as exhibit A, so to speak, uh, for them to see this is what the great news of the gospel can do for you, lost person. Look at what it's doing in my life. I said I had three R words, didn't I? Number one, responsibility. Number two, reason, based upon verse 11. But my third word is the word repeat based upon verse 15. Verse 15 says, if your Bible's open, it says this, these things, the things spoken of there in verses one through 10 of chapter two, these things speak and exhort and rebuke with all authority, let no man despise thee. God begins chapter two with a command, an imperative, and he ends chapter two with the same imperative, the same command. Oh, my friend, for almost 30 years, I had the privilege of doing exactly what Titus 2 says. It was then, and it remains now, the greatest joy of my life. If you come and say, Brother Mark, do you like doing radio? Yes, I like doing radio. It's fun, but 
to be able to stand week by week and teach the same body of believers in a local church, that, beloved, is the joy of all joys. What a delight to watch the Word of God impact the lives of the people as it's laid out week by week, their lives becoming more and more like Christ, the love of Christ coming through, the knowledge of Christ uh, being blossoming in their lives, uh, the the impact of learning to walk in the Spirit. It's a powerful thing when a pastor sees that. If you've got a teaching pastor who's laying out sound doctrine, you bless him, you honor him. Beloved, if you're not part of a local church, every now and again I meet believers who say, I'm a Christian, but I don't belong to a church. Well, let me put it this way. Shame on you. You ought to be part of a local church that does this because God says he wants your life to be a grace gift and you need a pastor to help you get there. That's what God says. His plan trumps your plan. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.